You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G6 Studios, make knowledge your superpower for managing diabetes. Be sure to visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M. Dot com And welcome into tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, August 5th, Chris's birthday month, as he mm-hmm. informed all of us right before airtime. Yeah, where are my presents? It's not until the 20th. But and don't nice. expect any presents. You're way too old for that. Oh. Yeah. It is our 27th year, however, covering the latest in consumer tech. And we're thrilled that you've tuned in. Even more thrilled... When you call in and participate, how about this? Would you love to have a $1,500 e-bike? Yes. How about one of a bunch of Bluetooth speakers? That too. Security lights with cameras, cell phone signal boosters, two terabyte backup drives, mini dishwashers, and so much more, including a $479 Casio singing keyboard. The keyboard sings. You don't have to. Good, you don't want me to No, no, we don't want that. Anyway, that's what you can win, those items, and a lot more when you participate on the show during our huge annual cool Into Tomorrow hot summer giveaway. And if you haven't seen or heard last week's uh, interview with uh, the Casio guest... Mike Martin was awesome. You're going to want to check that one out. Oh, for sure. You've got to check out the video. And just visit us at intotomorrow.com. And if you have to search for anything, you probably just scroll down a little bit because it was just last week. But you can search for Casio, C-A-S-I-O, of course. And check out this interview because he shows us how he sings Into Tomorrow on the keyboard. Among other things, right? Yeah. And even as, even as a non-keyboard player, I found it interesting. Yes, fascinating. And he is a good keyboard player. I mean, he does all kinds of neat stuff and shows us what he's doing. So check that video out at intotomorrow.com. Meantime, we got some tech news and commentary. We'll get to Philip, who wants to know what would be the best TV for him. Philip, you might as well ask us how to pick a girlfriend or something. Yeah. <laughs> but we're we're going to address that for him. Okay. I wonder if Phillips might be part of our answer for Philip. Uh, Phillips makes TVs? I don't think so. Don't they? I don't think so. If they, they used to. They do light bulbs. They, okay, maybe that's it. So we can, a light bulb <laughs> to turn do. off while watching TV. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, all right. Volkswagen started production of electric vehicles at its plant in Chattanooga, Tennessee, with its ID.4 compact SUV. The ID.4 is the first EV assembled in the U.S. by the automaker. And Volkswagen claims that they plan to produce 7,000 a month by the end of the year. That's a lot. That is a lot. I don't know how much they're going to be, but Volkswagen, maybe it's not that much. Yeah. We'll see. But that's not going to solve everybody's crisis. Yeah. You know, gas is finally coming down a little. Of course, it went up a lot. 
So it's nice that it's coming down a little. Hopefully it keeps coming down. Well, that's why I still go to Taco Bell. It's the only place you can get gas for $1.99. <laughs> that's sad. That's very sad, Christopher. <laughs> SpaceX has confirmed that its second generation of Starlink satellites will be compatible with existing hardware. Well, that's encouraging. But they did leave open the possibility for future upgraded technology. The Starlink peeps actually said, quote, from time to time, customers may need to purchase a newer model for optimal services, close quote. Okay. So if you're investing in Starlink, one of the many Elon Musk companies, good luck with that. Because it costs you a fortune up front and a fortune every month. And now it may cost you a fortune in upgrades for additional equipment to keep up with them. This past Wednesday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Motorola was supposed to launch two new smartphones, the foldable Moto Razr 2022 and the flagship Moto X30 Pro. Despite numerous teasers ahead of the event, which was to take place in China, the company scrapped the whole thing, literally just a few hours before launch. Whoa! Motorola and Lenovo Mobile General Manager Chen Jin shared the news on China's Weibo, saying that Moto Launch event has been, quote, canceled for some reason. That's, that's what the guy in charge <laughs> yeah. of it said. Yeah. Now, this canceled tr- for some reason. Now, this was a translation to English from China, so it you know, may you know, have not quite been worded exactly like that. But, uh, the news was then confirmed by Motorola's official Weibo account saying, quote, we are deeply sorry for this and thank you for your enthusiastic support for Moto's new products. For information about new products, you can continue to pay attention to Moto's official information platform. Right. It sounds a lot like Samsung and their Note 7. Remember how we were in Berlin where they introduced it a few years ago, and they brought me one because they know I'm a Note fan, and they say, here you go. This is for you to review and evaluate and have fun with. And I started loading it up and transferring all my stuff, and the next day they came back and took it from me and didn't tell me why. We found out a couple hours later it's because they were blowing up. Yeah, so then we were thankful that they took it from you. Yeah, it was good. It was like, hey, better it blow up in your pocket than in mine or at our broadcast center in Berlin or something. That's all we'd need. It sounds a lot like that, that maybe there's some major... I mean, they were launching this new product literally at that moment and saying, no, never mind. Yeah, it had to be something big to cancel the event just hours before it was supposed to start. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty bizarre. Well, we got to follow up on that. Let's let our audience know as soon as we know something else, by all means. Have we reminded all of the folks in our audience of our two or three most important things every week? Not this week. Well, make sure you do it. Okay, well, make sure you check those spam filters, because you may have some legit emails in there. The the chances are you will have some legit emails in there. Okay. And then you want to back up your important data. Okay. And the other third major reminder is that you want to participate on Into Tomorrow so you can win prizes in our summer giveaway. There you go. Why did you go like that? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Added emphasis. Yes. On the right syllables. Right. Okay. Anyone who's ever driven past a car dealer in recent weeks already knows that the U.S. auto market is still not back to normal. In fact, far from it. The lack of inventory of both new and used vehicles continues to be an especially pesky drag for that you-have-to-pay-for-it satellite radio Sirius XM which typically counts on car buyers to build its subscriber numbers. Faced with a continued weak sales market, the company cut its outlook last week, 
the very highly compressed, poor-quality Sirius XM added 23,000 self-paying customers and 54,000 promotional users during the second quarter. Those promotional users, most people say, yeah, I'll I'll listen to it for free for 90 days in my new car, but I'm not going to pay for it. So they're not going to expect much more out of that, too. Their CEO said the company saw, quote, further weakness, unquote, in subscriber additions in May and June. Oh, the poor, poor satellite radio. And also, like our podcast, radio should be free. Exactly. So make sure you sign up for our free podcasts, because you never know when we might disappear off this radio station, even. It could happen. So trust me when I say subscribe to our podcasts, but don't pay for radio. You shouldn't. Exactly. Okay. A jury in Texas has found Charter Communications liable for $7 billion, that's with a B, in punitive damages as a result of a lawsuit from the family of Betty Jo McLean Thomas. Wait a minute, $7 billion, $7 billion to, to one person's family? Yes, she was an 83-year-old woman who was stabbed to death by one of its employees in December of 2019. Oh, oops. The $7 billion is in addition to $375 million in compensatory damages that the jury assigned in June. Okay, this jury or a judge was really ticked off, apparently. I mean, Charter Communications being a cable company might as well be ticked off at them anyway. That's reason enough. But that much... In punitive damages and compensatory damages, holy yeah. cow. Well, and the explanation behind the staggering figure of the verdict includes the company's policies and responses to previous incidents of theft and an attempt to forge documents in order to force arbitration that would have limited potential damages to the amount of the woman's last bill. Oh, so they were doing some major they cheating. They were doing major cheating. A report outlines the murder committed by a cable repairman who returned to Thomas's home the day after being sent for a service call to fix her fax machine. Apparently, the technician learned that the woman had reported ongoing issues with her service, then used his company key card to drive one of its vans to her house, where she caught him attempting to steal her credit cards. He then murdered her. To make matters worse, the next month, Charter sent the now-deceased woman an overdue bill that included a charge of $58.94 for that service call. For the service call where he went and killed killed her? her. Yes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, then Charter should pay $100 billion. Yeah. But, wow. Ay, ay, ay. Bizarre. I mean, it's just, it's very unfortunate because you don't know who you can trust anymore. But what an idiot to begin with. Yeah. First of all, a dirtbag for doing what he did anyway. But used the company card, went to her house again, and they had all this proof. Yeah. And then the company the next month billing her for that service call. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I can see how that happens because that was all just technical stuff. You know, the, the their computer system automatically bills. It was a yeah, call, and but it wasn't they, a service call. Then, it was a murder call. But then again, they also knowingly forged the documents, and they were yeah. able to prove that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. ByteDance, you know, the Chinese owners of TikTok have filed a trademark for the TikTok music service, a mobile app to play, download, and share music similar to Spotify. The app would offer an ad-supported tier. But you can get music that I'm sure the Chinese will have paid for. I'm sure. <laughs> that you can then get off of their new TikTok music service. Oh, I'm going to jump at that chance. Yeah. And who knows how long TikTok will even be around, at least in the U.S., the European Union. There are various places around the world that are saying it's all Chinese spying on your kid's phone, on your phone, 
on my phone because I occasionally will open that goofy anti-social media thing as well. well I, I do like a lot of the comedians' <laughs> clips that they yeah, have on there. Well, yeah, and I've never posted on it. I never will. I just kind of scroll. Never's a long time. Well, I can, I, I can say confidently that I will never post on TikTok. Really? I just kind of scroll through while I'm sitting in the bathroom and it gives me something to do. <laughs> Wait, you need something to do while you're in the bathroom? Well, yeah. Uh, I... Meta has revealed that it is continuing to hemorrhage money to try to make the metaverse a reality. Meta's this would be, of course, Facebook's parent company, yeah. Meta. Yeah. Meta's Reality Labs division, responsible for its VR and AR ventures, lost the company $10 billion last year. Uh, and over the previous six months, dropped another nearly $6 billion more. Now, that's a hole that not even the extra $100 from every Quest 2 headset sold from here on out is going to plug. Because, of course, they raised the price of their headsets. Sure. Now, before you start feeling bad for them, remember that this is Meta, after all, and its combined operations, including Facebook and Instagram, still netted $46.8 billion in profit last year. So not just total income. No, that was just the profit. profit. Oh, and, my and another $16.9 billion so far this year <laughs> in profit. Well, first of all, I wasn't feeling sorry for them anyway. From the get-go. but well, And I don't think anybody listening was going, oh, poor Meta, poor well, Facebook. Oh, my gosh. And remember what they've made all those billions selling. You. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you haven't gathered by now, you are the product uh-huh. that they're making all those billions of dollars of profit on. Yeah, they should share. Huh. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> and instead, they they just block you and... and, and ban you to not be seen yeah i'm sure that most people listening have had that experience it's like oh my gosh i've got a lot of friends why do i only have three likes on this post which those that liked it commented and thought it was great or funny or charming or something but nobody else come on you know i try real hard never to get political on facebook but i have a couple of times where i've posted things that that kinda, doesn't stop it, me. Right. Well, you know, that kind of goes against what they would probably want you to believe. And those are the posts that I get maybe one like. Uh-huh. And I've even mentioned them to you. And you're like, well, I never saw that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I follow you, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yes. We're we're friends. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Now, those of you with uh, electric vehicles or thinking about getting one, as the charging infrastructure for electric vehicles grows, so do a lot of hackers' efforts to derail them. Experts are now saying the EV charging station systems have numerous vulnerabilities that need to be addressed and that additional human oversight is also needed. But is that happening? No, no. Because people are very anxious to put up as many EV charging stations as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that works out. I've seen a lot of gas stations in this area that are now adding EV charging stations. Really? A seen, gas station I've on seen, purpose? I've seen a couple of Wawa's not too far from my house that have huge like banks of Tesla chargers you know, behind the, all the pumps. Wow. So, but you got to park there for quite some time and sit in your car and. Well, it's Wawa. You can go in your... and get a get a nice steak sandwich, and you know. Uh, you know I don't mean to turn this into a commercial for Wawa, but <laughs> if you haven't had one of those uh, Philly cheesesteaks from Wawa, they're surprisingly good for a gas station. You know, I never have. I, everybody tells me I should, but I've never done that. Yeah. Well, well, then perhaps we'll look into that. Philip in Louisiana listens on seven ten Keel and also subscribes to our free podcasts. Right, Philip. You want to do that, Philip? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out about getting a new television. Do I get a smart TV? Is it still LED? Is it 4K? I play video games on it and watch streaming. 
what's the best like TV? And I don't want anything real big, just, you know, 42, 48, something like that inch. So what would be like the best TV for me? Well, I'm glad you shared with us what you like to watch on it, because that does help us. I mean, Chris earlier said, well, gee, why don't we just get you a girlfriend or something? It's it's the similar, not easy to answer question. But in your case, Philip, you gave us some good input. Smart TVs, of course, are pretty much useless, if you think of it that way. You'll get better performance and longer support from standalone streaming set-top boxes, or sticks, if you will. Now, unfortunately... That doesn't matter, because TV manufacturers realized that they can flood you with ads on a smart TV. So smart is not really an option anymore. It'll have to be smart. I mean, you're not going to have much of a choice. It's all that's out there these days. Yeah, now, if you play video games, then 4K is a good move, as is a high refresh rate. Um, you can find a 48-inch OLED Evo C2 series for around $1,400, uh, which will have very good image quality, great contrast, and great refresh rate. Now, for much less, at about $400, you can find a Vizio Class M6 series OLED screens, which should also offer great quality and refresh rate. But keep in mind that Vizio thinks of itself as a glorified ad company. So expect them to both show you ads on screen and sell your data. Yeah, that's one thing I've experienced as well. Because uh, I've got a smart TV, but I also have separate couple of separate devices. The uh, Amazon Fire Stick or Box or whatever the heck I've got <laughs> that you hooked up for me. Uh, but they're all flooded with ads and it's like holy cow enough already but back on the other end of the cost spectrum at about twelve hundred dollars you can find a samsung 43 inch neo qled 4k the qn 90b series that won't have an oled screen but will likely be of better overall quality than the vizio and while samsung will likely still try to sell you data or your data It's at least not their core business model, so you might have a better chance. Let us know what you end up going with, Philip. I think it'll help other people as well. And let's meet everyone at intotomorrow.com. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. You're listening to Into Tomorrow. I'm Cameron Graveline, reminding you to participate by letting us hear you on the show and win prizes. Call 800-899-INTO. Use a free Into Tomorrow app or click the Ask Dave microphone at intotomorrow.com. 
Now, back to the guys. Well, thank you so much, Cameron. And I am one of the guys. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm the other one of the guys, Chris Graveline. There you go. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Omnipod. Experience freedom from multiple daily insulin injections or tangled tubes. Find out how at Omnipod.com slash Dave. And when you go there, you'll see why I have been using Omnipod for years. Again, check it out, omnipod.com slash Dave. At least go there, check it out. I think you'll enjoy it and get a lot of information, especially for anyone, if it's you or anyone in your family with diabetes, they're going to appreciate it. Well, in the news lately has been a lot of these uh, high-impact data breaches of companies. What, What people don't realize is that consumers have been paying the price for that. Yep. Uh, stay tuned in a few minutes because uh, Lamore Kessem, the principal consultant with the Cyber Crisis Management Division at IBM Security, is going to be here to talk about that. There you go. At times, our memories can feel like such a blur. The time has gone by way too quickly to process the day. With this week's Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria Ladock. Thanks, Dave. It is easy for us to be distracted by social media, news, and work. That is why it is important to reconnect with yourself with the use of a journal. As attention spans grow smaller, it is beneficial for us to write down our thoughts to train that span and improve memory. It allows us to replay our thoughts and serves as a great way to reflect upon situations after they have already passed. This is also a great way to unwind and truly unpack all the interactions from that day. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you. You could even do it on your phone. It's a cool idea. The Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip is brought to you by Human Touch. How can a massage chair change your life? Check out humantouch.com to find out. Attention. Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks especially for joining in on the program because your participation really makes the show. Your involvement, your help for other listeners, your questions about anything involving tech in our 27 years bringing you the latest in consumer tech. We've always appreciated your involvement, so please don't hesitate. You can even share some tech rage, if you will. Don't worry, we've got the bleep button handy, and we'll be happy to share your tech rage on the air as well. So either 800-899-INTO, anytime, 24-7, the free Into Tomorrow app, hit the message to studio button, or you can use the Ask Dave microphone That's on any browser, on any device with a mic and a browser at intotomorrow.com. 
A new report has revealed that we, as consumers, are paying the price for costlier and higher-impact data breaches. Here to talk about these breaches and how they've led to those higher costs is the principal consultant for cyber crisis management with IBM Security, Limor Kessim. Limor, welcome into tomorrow. How are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you? I'm fine. And unfortunately, all of us as consumers aren't doing so well when we're having to deal with these various data breaches. And a lot of times, I guess, we tend to think, oh, another company had a data breach. It's a, Fortunately, it's not affecting me. But that's not the case, is it? No, that is not the case. So an annual report by IBM Security called the cost of a data breach talks to companies that were hit by cyber attack, finding out what they paid at the end of the day for the attack and for different parts of what happened. We're seeing that the cost for attacks is the highest ever the highest it's ever been. $4.35 million on average globally. That's wow. 13% higher in the past than in the past two years. So the pandemic years really we're seeing a very sharp rise. And who is paying for this is the consumers. They're paying the price for these all-time high breach costs because companies have no choice but to start rolling over, passing some of the costs of the breach to the consumer. Maybe it's another part of the, the supply chain, like a vendor they work with, or it's a direct pass to the consumer. And we've seen, you know, the pipeline attack last year that was very direct of uh, gas prices jumping up very quickly, 10%. Mm -hmm. A meat supplier, also 10% increase in direct cost to the consumer. And this is just a tip of an iceberg because when a certain supply chain is hit, you know, some companies are impacted one after the other, all of them increase prices and roll over the cost of the consumer. So 60% of the companies we talked to admitted that they had to do that. 83% of them said that they had more than one breach thus far. Oh, my gosh. And, and of course, people talk in terms of, well, why don't they just pay a ransom? Well, it doesn't pay to pay, does it not? (laughs) It does not pay to pay either way. Wow. So that's one thing where we as consumers might sit back and say, well, how is this happening? I mean, how is it that companies are, are they either not prepared for breaches and for attacks, whether they get my personal info or not, or is it a whole lot more complicated than that? It is a little more complicated indeed. There are many ways for attackers to get through a secured company, whether it's poorly secured or or a little better. Um, There are many vulnerabilities and software and different platforms. They come with come up with ingenious ways to get through to, to companies and to inflict a lot of damage. Uh, with the report, we're seeing also persistence of an attack called a ransomware attack, like you were talking about a ransom, mm-hmm. and also destructive attacks, in which case, you know, you can't pay to get the data back. They're just destroying it or rendering all the devices inoperable. So all the computers or whatever else they can is no longer operable because they destroyed a certain part of it that uh, they, they cannot reboot it back up. Oh my God. Uh, we're seeing a third of all attacks last year um, that were ransomware and destructive attacks. Specifically, these two types of attacks are the costliest to recover from, and they also take the longer time to recover from. And the longer an attack continues, the more costly it's going to be at the end of the day. Wow. And unfortunately, it's not just about paying the ransom. Yeah, for sure. And Limor, so many factors appear to be contributing to these costs and, of course, the impact of cyber attacks. That's true. The impact of cyber attack is really uh, is really coming down to, you know, 
the consumers that are feeling the brunt of these attacks at the end of the day. Um, companies are seeing supply chain costs that are the highest they've been in 40 years now. So that's a big stretch. They're already struggling ever since COVID and the war in Ukraine that's been causing uh, supply chain shortages and, and higher costs. And then the cyber attack comes along. I mean, just very recently, a, um, a big health provider in the United States had to go ahead and post losses of $100 million to their second quarter earnings. This is a huge deal. It's not, you know, money that you can just absorb. At the end of the day, the customers of those companies that have been breached end up paying more for the same services. And what about organizations that work hard at maybe fully deploying automation? Are they ultimately incurring less? Are they uh, covered a whole lot more? I mean, I guess there's no such thing as, you know, perfect security doesn't exist, just like privacy doesn't exist anymore either. Uh, But those companies that are making those efforts, uh, are they seeing an appropriate impact? They're absolutely seeing uh, a lot of benefits. So uh, the report finds that companies that deploy automation are seeing uh, very, you know, reduced cyber attack costs if they ever go through a breach. Uh, they can recover significantly faster. Um, in costs, you know, they would pay about $3 million per breach and compare less than uh, those that don't deploy it. Um, they're also seeing cost savings in terms of if they have an incident response team and they have a plan that they drill, right? If you're prepared, if you have a fire drill, um, let's say you have the plan, but you never drill it. When a fire happens, everybody's running like a chicken with their heads off, right? Yeah. Um, but if they're prepared and they've drilled it a few times, they know exactly what to do. They've developed a certain muscle memory of what to do first. Then they are a lot better prepared to deal with this crisis. And so companies that have that in place are doing a lot better in terms of both containing the problem, kicking off the attackers off their networks, and then bringing stuff back online sooner and more easily. So they're definitely seeing the benefit of it. And Lamore, we hear so much these days about AI and how that plays a role in many businesses and in many things. Does AI help in any way to play a role for security? AI is a major thing in security nowadays because it helps organizations augment the staff they already have. So there's a major skills shortage in cybersecurity. There aren't enough skilled people to go around. A lot of them, yes, they work in big tech companies, but that small utility company or water utility or, you know, a a public sector company that doesn't have the budget or the ability to hire a lot of security staff, they need that automation and AI. They need the help of augmenting their staff. And that the AI can come in in terms of, you know, making certain analysis faster or very mundane tasks or repetitive things that people would typically do. Just make the machine do it. You don't, and then the people are free to make the more important decisions or act on things that they need to escalate. And they're more free to actually work on, on stuff that human beings have to do and not a machine. So AI is invaluable in terms of cybersecurity. Good. And, and to your point about making sure you run drills, it seems like AI would certainly help in that scenario as well. 
Um, actually, for the drills, what you want to do is build a plan, a very robust plan on the technical level that's going to take the response and the responders from recovering all the services, from cleaning everything, making sure it can come back online and there's no more traces of attackers or, or backdoors on the uh, network. Uh, and then take it all the way through to the executive response. Because when you think about ransomware, you know, the, one of the first people that has to know about it is the CEO. The CEO doesn't get involved in other things and outages and all, all, all those other things that the technical team deals with, right? Mm-hmm. But now that they're being asked for $20 million, whoa, somebody has to come and think about, okay, what do we do now? We have to really look at all the information and the executives have to also have their plan. If a board member gets a phone call, hey, what's going on there? What, you know, what happened there? Or they need to answer to a regulator or they have, um, you know, police coming in and asking questions. They need to be able to have the executive team also be prepared and have a plan in place. Of course, absolutely. And of course, IBM Security, no doubt, provides enterprise cybersecurity solutions to help them thrive, especially in the face of all this uncertainty that we talk about. And whether it's the CIO, uh, CEO who says, yeah, we've got to get them involved. Let's make sure we're doing the right thing here and protecting our business for our customers and for our employees. Uh, So how can businesses better prepare themselves for the very likelihood of cyber attacks? So businesses can shift their focus to detection and response. They want to detect things faster because attackers have gotten faster. Their window of opportunity is as long as just a few hours. Uh, so they want to detect things faster when they happen. And this is where automation can help or concepts like zero trust can help. Um, and then they want to also be prepared because there is only so much prevention that can be done. Attackers that are intent on coming in and they're called a, a persistent threat um, are, might end up succeeding one way or another and you want to know what you're going to do when that happens and you know whether it's a small problem that can be handled it should have a proper plan or maybe it's an an entire whole of business crisis that's even more a time where you should be prepared with a plan that is drilled that a plan that has all the possible components that can happen and that is definitely helpful to organizations And I certainly hope folks are listening to your very good advice because transforming how clients manage risk with attack and surface management, it's so important. We invite our audience to visit ibm.com slash security. Lamore Kessem, Principal Consultant, Cyber Crisis Management with IBM Security. I can see why we had you on the show. You have a wealth of information. Your report is tremendous and will certainly help a lot of companies. Thank you, Dave. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thank you for joining us again, Limor Kessim, with IBM.com slash security. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. We bring you further into tomorrow right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com.
As Into Tomorrow continues, selfies now cause more deaths than shark attacks. It's estimated there are 28 selfie-related deaths every year, with the leading cause being falling from heights. Wonderful. Yeah, be careful. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. With their advanced podcast hosting plans, you also get a free WordPress site to grow your podcast. Start your free trial at blubrry.com. That's like Blueberry without the E's. Check them out. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. history. Here's Chris. This week in 1858, the transatlantic cable was finished, and Britain's Queen Victoria sent a telegram to U.S. President Buchanan congratulating the president on an undertaking that she hoped would serve as an additional bond of union between the United States and England. The messages were hard to decipher, and Queen Victoria's message of 98 words took 16 hours to send across the Atlantic. Uh, Good thing thing that's improved since then. (laughs) Somewhat. In 1876 this week, Thomas Edison patented the mimeograph machine. He described it as a method of preparing autographic stencils for printing. Many of us remember those mimeograph copies from school, those nice-smelling papers with the purple ink on them. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, it wasn't yes. that good, no. but but I remember. Even, even yeah. I'm old enough to remember those. M- me too. Yeah. And, of course, old Tom was a busy man because one year later in 1877, he finished figuring out his first phonograph. Edison handed the model of his invention to John Crusey with instructions on how to build it. Crusey, a confident man, bet the inventor $2 and said that there was no way the machine would ever work. Less than 30 hours later, they had a machine that worked on the first try. Nerd alert! In 1944 this week, IBM dedicated the first program-controlled calculator, the Automatic Sequence Controlled Calculator, better known as the Harvard Mark I. This wasn't the kind of calculator you could throw in your backpack. This one used 765,000 electromechanical components and hundreds of miles of wire. Wow. It was 51 feet long, 8 feet high, and 2 feet deep. While we're on the subject of IBM, in 1981, IBM introduced the personal computer with their 5150 model. The IBM PC ran on the Intel 8088 microprocessor, had 16 kilobytes of memory, no built-in clock or video capability. It was available, however, with an optional color monitor. They have the Internet on computers now. Prices started at around $1,500, and the IBM PC was a smashing success. IBM quickly became the number one microcomputer company, dropping Apple to number two. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the global innovation show since 1924 for consumer tech and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. Very cool. John in Decatur, Alabama, listens online. Our free podcast at intotomorrow.com. Hey, John. I'd like some information on a web camera for Windows 11. My last camera was not compatible. Oh, don't you hate when that happens? Well, John, most cameras should be compatible, but you may need to update your drivers. The trusty Logitech C920 is still a good option for about $70. It's a 1080p camera, no 4K, but it has a good microphone, good opticals. It's been around for a long time, and it's used in business settings, which likely means it'll be supported for a while longer. Now, if you're interested in a wide-angle camera to fit more people into the picture, for example, Anker, A-N-K-E-R, sells the C300 for about $140. It's also a 1080p camera. Yeah, now, if you want a 4K camera, you can look at the Logitech Brio Stream. It can be had for about 150 bucks. If you look at this camera for the 4K capabilities, make sure you don't get the Logitech Brio without streaming the name. That one is only 1080p as well. 
Um, now, unless you're streaming on YouTube, Twitch, or any other live streaming service, you can probably skip 4K, but it all depends on your use case. Yep. John, good luck to you. All of our thoughts and notes and model numbers are at intotomorrow.com. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. Welcome back into tomorrow. On air, online, on now. Very nice. Oh, and by the way, if you don't yet subscribe to our free podcasts, and yeah, we've been doing podcasts since long before they were ever even called podcasts, do check them out. They're available at any podcast provider, wherever you get your other podcasts, but certainly you can get them from intotomorrow.com. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000. The cool Into Tomorrow hot summer giveaway. Oh, did I mention, also because it rhymes, the giveaway is well underway? It is, and we've got goodies for you. All you need to do is participate. You may win something like... From Casio, their CT-S1000V keyboard that can speak words. Oh, and it's very cool. Check out the interview I did with Mike Martin at intotomorrow.com. From bike.com, what a cool website they got, too. The Denago 48-volt electric bike, worth $1,500. Some lucky listeners going to get it. From Bluejour, we've got several of their Cube Mini PCs with a unique design, valued at $750 each. Yeah. And they sent us several from Obvious obvious Solutions, Minder Laptop Tower Stands, and Minder Portable Folding Bluetooth Keyboards. We've got a bunch of each to share. From Sanjeev, we've got several of their RCR40 AM FM Bluetooth Digital Clock Radios. And those are valued at $150 a peep. Yeah. A pop. A peep and pop. Yeah. From Hampton Products International. Do you have or want a smart home? A lot of cool products to help you do just that, like security lights with cameras, pan and tilt indoor cameras, power strip with surge protectors, adjustable white floodlight bulbs, and outdoor smart plugs with two outlets. Bunch of goodies from Hampton. From One of my favorite little things from Limitless Innovations, we've got uh, Tiki Tunes Bluetooth speakers with LED flickering flame effect. Very cool. They look like little tiki torches. They do, and, and the speakers sound great. Yeah. Pretty neat. From Brondell, we can take care of your tushy. They've got a Swash CL2200 Ultra Thin Luxury Bidet Toilet Seat with Remote Control, valued at $650, and some of their Go Spa Collapsible Travel Bidets to share as well. And from Scosche, we've got things like an armband, heart rate monitor, a jump starter, a charger for your car, all sorts of goodies. A jump starter, yes. Yeah. It's not for your heart, but it's for your car. For your car. Exactly. And how does one participate really quick? There are options. Hit that Ask Dave microphone at intotomorrow.com. Use the uh, 800 number at 800-899-INTO. Or click that message to studio in the free Into Tomorrow app. All the details at intotomorrow.com.